the wizard of Christchurch has been fired by the local government. Okay. <laughs> I'm 100% serious. The- <laughs> Christchurch, New Zealand, has a, had a wizard that they were paying an, as an annual salary of $16,000 to every single year, and he's been getting paid it for the last 23 years, and he got fired yesterday. And his leaving quote was, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I'll keep doing it. They'll have to kill me to make me stop. <laughs> so he's going to go freelance now. I don't fucking... Gavin, I read the fucking article in the news, and I was like, none of this makes any sense to me. <laughs> How do you become a one? He's now a freelance wizard. He's now a freelance wizard, which is a cool like title to have. To what was his wizard duties <laughs> in the Christchurch area of New Zealand? I don't know. If he's gonna because I, I was then like bullshit. This is like a fucking Vice article yeah. or something. Someone like an Onion, and I went and looked. He's got a Wikipedia page. The, the Wizard of of Christchurch is a genuine known about thing that. Is, is, yeah, he was on the government payroll. 23 years he was claiming a fucking salary for that. Did anyone notice? I was, yeah. He, what he, was he doing? <laughs> Spells. Potions. What? That's not a thing. <laughs> the, the, real, the real problem, the real worry now is that Christchurch is quite obviously... Without gonna, a wizard. Without a wizard. So it's going to be ransacked by goblins Oh, it's going to be soon. demon central. <laughs> fucking... Get, get your crucifixes out, children, <laughs> and wipe some goat blood above the doors oh, because Could you Satan's ma- coming. Imagine if in a week's time... Lucifer the- Safin from No Time to Die <laughs> is coming for your children. What a dumb fucking name. Here's a, here, now, my, my, my other question is, is he similar to the wizards uh, of in, Ame- in America? Wizards of... Wizards of that wear the white cloaks and uh, burn crosses. Oh, oh no, not those wizards! <laughs> not those wizards. He's not. No, he's also not like the Wizard of Oz. He's a he's a bona fide Gandalf-looking motherfucker with a pointed hat, a beard. He has an apprentice. Oh, he's got an outfit. He he committed to the outfit. Twenty-three years. He had to commit, Gavin. He was getting paid to do it. I true again. Like if, <laughs> if, if the IRS comes around and you're not wearing the wizard robes, they're going to be like, "Hold on a sec! I thought you were a wizard, oh, mate." Man. So yeah, Wizard of Christchurch has been denounced, which means, secondly, not only is Christchurch open to goblin attacks, but two, open position, isn't there? <laughs> now I don't know what the travel restrictions are. So how soon can you get to New Zealand? Oh man! And as you're is your wife ready to move? I think it would be a good CV filler. Okay. What did you do in the last uh, five years, Gary, uh, to you know qualify for the role here at Microsoft? Well, I was AV tech in a company called Spark, dealing with a uh, you know tech tech. Mm. And uh, for the three years before that, I was a wizard. <laughs> <laughs> I like England. it casually. You just drop it. You just put it in there. Just slam it. Yeah, in. I guess it's something that you want to just like move through it, not let it lie. Because <laughs> then, if you let it lie, they're gonna be. Like, do you want to explain that more? You're like, nah. Well, that, because that's you try and look it up. He's there's nothing. I don't know what he did. I don't know what he did. But Neither does he. Probably. He got paid Let's be honest. For twenty three years, he was probably just high off his face, just like <laughs> just probably doing that weird thing that all like those people do and having a bunch of women over well, tricking them into thinking he's something. There's that politician in England as well. There's the the, the Mad Raven Looney Party. Yeah. That every year apply. For yeah, the political like, race, Benhead as well. Pay the fucking eighty-five pound entry, which I love. I love so much that technically all you need to be in the political race in the UK is eighty-five pounds. Why are you doing it? I, <laughs> I should. You I? could just go to all your quizzes. Use this podcast 
as your platforms to push your Guys, your party of vote for the the MMP party. Oh, no, MMP not. QMGP. This <laughs> this podcast wasn't successful enough to last, <laughs> so I don't think it can turn into a political party that's going to have any success. Oh man, you know you know who I uh, genuinely I feel I'm glad that we're back. This is fun. This is already a lot of fun. And it's good to be back, Meandering Movie Podcast. <laughs> yeah, can I, can I intro at some point? We will. We'll get to it. But, if, but I think we'll do it straight after this, because I just want the final thing to say before we start proper, is the the reason we've been gone so long. Oh, um, well, Because it's important we address it. Uh-huh. The reason we've been gone so long is because you, the listeners, didn't fucking send any money. <laughs> Fox, <laughs> you calling them? A- this is not the way to start. Like I knew, whatever this might be, is to fucking bullshit. Nah, fuck them. <laughs> right, everyone. Hello. Intro. No, I'll, I'll use something there. It's meandering movies. Listening to Gary Ryan and Gavin. It's all about films, but goes off course. Will there be arguments? Of course, cause everyone knows their lives are dull and they have nothing else to talk about. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Meandering Movie Podcast. That's right, the last time you heard my voice, it was a sad, melancholy situation. Fuck, I've lost my pen, hold on. Uh, of me being like... Guys, we're fucking back on. <laughs> we're back we're on. already We're already off topic and we haven't even fucking started. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we are, I guess, kind of back. It's not like a proper back. This is just a... I want. I've been trying to make this happen for so long. I've noticed you uh, lack of purpose. I noticed that the the light in your eyes dimmed to a, a very faint, and it was already quite dim. It was so already <laughs> very dim, but it, and then it, it was just black. It got scary levels. So I was just like, "Hey, Gary, I've got this idea." And then you harassed me for months. Well, I'm harassing all of you, and you're the only one that responded. <laughs> and I live with one of the people who used to do this thing. Uh, yeah, so I guess for contact, it's just me and Gary. Hello. Uh, Ryan isn't here and Audio Boy aren't here. Uh, they might be in the future if we ever do anything else. Who knows? This is just something where I had an idea. I gave it to Gary. Gary was like, yeah, I'm keen to do that because I want to save you from Cause you, the darkness. You save you from the dark- and also you invoked the almighty's name. Who's the almighty's name? Spider-Man. Oh, okay, yeah. So uh, <laughs> I was going to be like, is this the wizard from the Christchurch area that I've... Like, oh, I don't wow, know. you found religion during uh, your lockdown time? No, man, I just watched a lot of Spider-Man. I watched a lot. I watched a lot of movies and I have a lot to say. So yeah, so yeah, I somehow over the last year unintentionally watched every single Spider-Man movie and then decided because I have no life or purpose to rank them all. That, uh, that sounds like a great purpose. Well, a glorious purpose, if you will. It depends on who you are. I'd go on a crusade for this information. And so, yeah, I said, Gary, of course, you love Spider-Man. Best best boy. Yeah, like some of your favorite MCU movies, all that sort of stuff. He's you, great. You, he's the, he's the, the best hero. What? I mean, he's not, but okay. He is the best hero. Uh, <laughs> He'd beat up Batman in a fight. Mm-hmm. He'd beat up Captain America in a fight. Mm-hmm. But you know what he didn't beat? What? Uh, death when it came for Uncle Ben. Ha! <laughs> Loser. Well, uh, but it did. It he did beat 
the devil himself when it came. Was this is like Mephisto did? Yeah, he fucking. If I have to hear one more time about fucking Mephisto, I'm just saying. Can I tell you how glad I am this podcast wasn't around when that uh, one division and I, I'm with stuff you. was going on? I am on. with you though. I, please, for the record, please everyone write down on take fucking note. Everyone, every single person was like, guys, it's Mephisto and that Quicksilver is going to be. The, this is the crossover event. And I was like, hey, everyone. No, it's not. Because they've not said that, and two, there's been no fucking mention of Mephisto. They're not just going to fucking whap out a devil from nowhere. They're going to choose a villain that they're kind of setting up. And everyone's like, "Now nah, be Mephisto," because look, the, uh, there's an M on this guy's forehead, and he's like, "What the fuck?" And then when it wasn't the Quicksilver and it wasn't Mephisto, everyone was like, "Oh, that's a bit shit." And I'm like, "Why did anyone think yes. that? Why did everyone sit and read it and just be like it's Mephisto?" And I'm just like, "I don't know. One, I don't know who that is. Two, it's a terrible name. And three, I don't care. Me, this, this show is me, Fisto, <laughs> me, Fisto. You, you bum fisting. It's like, okay, mate, you need to like roll, stand. Don't know what you're doing here. Like, let's just stick with the Spider-Mans and the Hulks. But yes, I have ranked." all the Spider-Man movies now, mm -hmm. and I would like to now present what I have titled on my phone, <laughs> quote, you've the made, definitive... You, you fucking, I knew the word. The definitive Spider-Man film rankings. <laughs> 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 because I'm me. So I'm going to work my way from the worst to the best, and we're going to run through each film because it's just a chance for us to talk about all the Spider-Man movies. Also with Spider-Man No Way Home coming out in December, which is yep. supposedly going to be a multiverse of all these movies coming together. So it's kind of like it leads into that as well. And then just kind of for the people at home, this we, we're currently sitting, I think, at the end of the Marvel, like building up for Spider-Man. Like we're done yeah. now. There's nothing else. The Eternals movie's coming out. Which is a thing I don't understand. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, but the Eternals movie's coming out. But outside that, we've had Loki, we've had... One division and the what if, which may or may not come into it, but never, it's all finished. I like, never watched what if, but uh, I would, yeah, don't want you wouldn't want to. I don't think you should yeah. watch it. I mean, if it's like what 20 minutes, I'm not, don't care, not get into other things to talk about. <laughs> I Spider Man, uh, last bit of context before we get into the list, all the way back in episode five mm -hmm. of the Meandering Movie Podcast, you said to me, Gavin, the Tobey Maguire movies are shit, they don't hold up, you're living off the I nostalgia. said two holds up. You said two kind of holes up, but barely. So you get to passing grade. Yeah. One and three do not. And I, living off my childhood nostalgia, <laughs> were like, Gary, you are wrong. <laughs> they are great, and I'm going to prove you wrong. So what? Three years later, I three finally later, watched you, them. You've done, you've done it. I finally watched them, and here we are. Yeah. <laughs> Episodes, whatever I'm this is. I'm so fucking ready to stand up and punch you if, <laughs> out of sheer spite you have put Tobey Maguire Spider-Man 1 at the top of this list well, let's find out people <laughs> <laughs> so starting at number 8 the worst Spider-Man movie is The Amazing Spider-Man 2 is anyone going to be I should have actually asked you to guess you what should, it's yeah, be. we'll do it going forward we'll do it next one yeah. I'll guess right but yeah the worst is The Amazing Spider-Man 2 what I would describe this movie as is like watching Joss Whedon's Justice League, which is, it's a whole bunch of, too, it's too many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah, there are yeah, too yeah. many ideas. They're trying to cram in too much stuff. They're trying to set up way too much stuff. So these, and, and these Amazing Spider-Man films are the ones that I haven't watched. The, like these have got the longest period for me not watching them, right? I'm pretty clued up on the Tom Holland's, just recently watched the Tobey Maguire's, but the Andrew Garfield's. But my memory of Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 2 is we have Electro, Yes, played by Jamie Foxx. Played by Jamie Foxx. There's another villain. There's a Green Goblin, played by Dane DeHaan. Oh, fuck yeah. 
That's yeah. unmemorable. Jamie Foxx is like the big. He's well, they kind of know they are. They're like equal parts, but I, I just distinctly don't remember the Green Goblin. Like they, they he's they're definitely more set it's up because for the Green he. Goblin. Uh, it's again, it's so poorly like introduced and set up. And let's say he just flies in at the end. Spoilers for the Amazing Spider-Man two. <laughs> he causes the death of Gwen Stacy, and then he's just put in prison because they were trying to set up a Sinister Six. And he, then he walks past all the Sinister Six. Yeah, like, uh, watch like the shit Doc the Ock stuff and the and also. Paul Giamatti's in it as Rhino. As Rhino. But for, for a minute. For, so he's in the beginning of the movie. The opening of oh, this movie. But I'm just like, <laughs> we've not even got into the lesson. This movie is horrific. It's yeah. horrendous. It's an absolute fucking mess from beginning to end. There's like behind the scenes stuff of you can see it. They tried to introduce Mary Jane Watson. They were going to have Black Cat. They had... Rhino yeah, because there's that girl that's dressed like with the white hair, the Felicity Rose, uh, Felicity it, Jones. She's yeah. in school, isn't she? she? And it's clearly meant to be her, but it's never. They don't talk she, to her. They're she, meant. She, she was just walking around the school. She halls was in, like, um, a fucking uh, Harry Osborne's like yeah. assistant or something, and she was going to be Black Cat. And then they cut out all of the Mary Jane stuff. The whole relationship between Andrew Garfield and uh, Gwen Stacy, Gwen Stacy, or uh, Peter Parker awful they're like they break up and then he just follows her and she's like have you been following me he's like just for a couple of days just watching you and i'm like that's insane and she goes oh that's so cute it's like no it's not that's insane he's just watching you that's classic movie though classic movie you know say anything standing in the rain with a boombox hey i know you've told me no a million times but here i am playing a song that i know you like because i found your house do you love me and the song choices, the, like the, the montage scenes in this fucking movie of him like trying to figure out, because here's another great part about the movie. It starts off with a like born identity, like my father and mum. Yeah, because these... they're not dead in this universe. Uh, Richard and May, no, not May, Richard and something. Well, it's mum. Like the mum dies. At... But they're not, they're like, they're, they're, you're right, they're like super spies. Yeah, they're, they're like, like super, somewhere super spy scientists. Working for S.H.I.E.L.D. And they're on a private jet and a guy's trying to kill them and they have a big fight and they're uploading this like secret mm-hmm. stuff. And it turns out that the father created the spiders that make Spider-Man and they put his DNA into Peter Parker. So he's the only one that can be Spider-Man because this was all created. To, I, I but, barely, I remember this bit. I didn't remember it was yeah, that like, yeah, why, why lock down your universe like that? That's I, crazy. Because it was Sony and they were trying to be like, we want our own MCU yeah, type of thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's, that's fucking dumb. So it starts off with that. That's the opening to the film. And then it's Spider-Man fighting Rhino, fighting Rhino. But at this point he's just Russian bad guy with oh, tattoos. Oh, she doesn't have the suit. The suit comes in at the yeah, end. Yeah, at the yeah, end. yeah, 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 yeah. And then there's one good scene in this movie. Which is he Just is one. for. I'm going to counter this, but I'll hear yours first. Okay, okay. There's maybe two good scenes in this film, but this one is it's like a minute and a half long, and there's again an awful song choice playing. I feel like they just went onto some 14 year old boys <laughs> like space. Spotify playlist <laughs> and just pressed play on like these douchey like I love her, but she doesn't love me songs. Yeah. You're like okay, because the first one's chock, f- and we'll get to this, but the first one's chock full of that as well. Like that bit in the first one, <laughs> what do you and again we'll talk when he's skating to the yes, <laughs> the Coldplay song, and you're like, what are you doing? <laughs> but, just uh, moping around with his skateboard. Yeah, there's a there's a 90 second scene where he is a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man and he's like shooting around and doing Spider-Man neighborhood Mm -hmm. things and he like helps a wee kid out and he walks him home and he feels like Spider-Man for like 90 seconds of the movie and then it's just I'm in love with um, Gwen Stacy Stacy, and she's leaving for Oxford and here's six uh, bad guys over here and (laughs) here's uh, Norman Osborn and he looks like a 
a goblin in bed because he's got this weird <laughs> deformity. Th- you're just like, and then Jamie Fox is on another level of fucking <laughs> so, mental. <laughs> so this was this was my counterpoint to your one good scene because my 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 good scene, my favorite scene in the entire Amazing Spider-Man Two is kind of less to do with the scene, and it's when Jamie Fox first fully embraces becoming because he gets bitten by the electric eels and shocked yeah which makes him electro shut up uh, I don't know. <laughs> and it makes the gap in his teeth disappear it makes the gap in his teeth. so eventually he's then like you know what i'm hearing voices wait i can i have electric powers i am going to be electro but during that scene and this is why this scene is incredible <laughs> yes I know because during that scene the composer of the music mm-hmm. um, for Amazing Spider-Man 2 was like, oh, what does this need? What is this? What is this scene? What is the song in this section missing? Oh, you know what I think is missing? Jamie Foxx rapping about becoming Electro, but kind of quietly. So it's yeah, almost a whisper, whisper. rapping. <laughs> <laughs> and they fucking did it. Like Jamie Foxx raps a, a rap about becoming Electro, but like, not, not. I am Electro. What the fuck? Yeah. It's insanity. And it's playing under the entire scene, which is... It's a pretty decent action scene. Yeah, it's, like Spider-Man well, does Spider-Man-y things. And and this is this is the like I'm not going to particularly argue with Amazing Spider-Man 2 being this low on the list. I'm kind of like, yeah, you know what? Um I think the the one saving grace of the Amazing Spider-Man 2, you know, the duo films they brought out. Um and it will go for the first one as well is that they are not great movies and everything outside of what I'm about to say kind of sucks ass. But the one thing it does really really well is it does action Spider-Man like it does Spider-Man swinging and fighting bad guys well. The action scenes, I think are really good. I suppose they're all right. But the problem is I was so uninvested and bored and yeah. I hated it. <laughs> that I then never got invested in the action stuff. I know like from behind the scenes stuff, they when they could, they would actually have a stunt guy like swinging around and doing stuff. Mm. And they would try and do some practical stuff. But the suit looks awful. It's not the best. The bad guys look awful. No, 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 the best. Like the Green Goblin looks horrific. <laughs> also, wait, I need to remind myself because I remember Electro. Google, I remember exactly how to Electro. Yeah, and for some reason, rather than Electro being a man in green spandex with yellow lightning bolts firing off the green spandex, which has been the staple Electro look yes. since his literal conception in the nineties, I think it was. They decided to make Jamie Foxx glow electric blue, bold as fuck, and. You give him a suit of some Somehow he gets right? a suit at some point, but of course that's never explained because the movie and its two-hour, like, ten-minute runtime just crams a bunch of shit in. There's no cohesion. There's no... <laughs> I just looked up the green guy. Look at his hair. <laughs> forgot. Holy shit, that's and, bad. And do you know why he looks like that? Oh, it's because he has terrible. a hereditary disease, and so he puts on this military suit that can like heal you of wounds. You know what he looks like? He looks like the Joker. He does look like the Joker. I had completely forgotten how shit this looks. Also, no offense to Dane DeHaan, who plays Green Goblin and slash Harry Osborn, but stop casting Dane DeHaan in movies oh. because he's not good. Dane DeHaan is not a good actor. Look how rough it looks. <laughs> it's it's the Joker. Like, do you know what? He, you know it, what he looks. Like? He looks like the Joker in Arkham, the Arkham games, when he's sick with um the the. The Bane toxin shit. And when he first shows up, he does a Joker-like laugh. He does a kind of <laughs> like thing. That's a bad so look. bad. That's a bad look. And the military oh, suit that makes it heals him, but because the hereditary disease is so intense, it's like always fighting it off, and that's why he's got the kind of like sickly 
like look to him. Dean DeHaan is a weird. Let's do it. Let's just get a little bit off topic because it's the name of the podcast. It always has been. Dane DeHaan is just that weird casting choice in everything I've ever seen him in. He did well in, what's the, uh, Chronicle? Yeah. Because he's playing a weird outsider of yeah. the group who's in the group, but he's the weird kid, right? And he looks like that. Then I seen him in that Valyrian and a Thousand Planets where he's meant yes. to be this like Han front Solo man, like- Han Solo heartthrob. Yeah. And I was like... That's not who you should have cast nope. for this. That's crazy. The casting for that movie is atrocious. And then Green Goblin's the same. Like Harry Osborn's meant to be this like debonair, you know, better than Peter Parker, smarter, more like, popular. Uh, um, what's his name from the Sam Raimi movies? Yeah, uh, uh, James Franco. James like, Franco, yeah. Perfect casting there. <laughs> With the hair and everything, just like, looks the part. <laughs> With Dane DeHaan, it's just like, wait, so you're meant to be... So wait, you the story you're telling me is that Dane DeHaan is more attractive than Andrew Garfield? <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's... Andrew Garfield looks more like what Harry Osborn should look like yeah. than Peter Parker. Because we'll, we'll, when we get to Amazing Spider-Man at some point, we'll get into the... Because that's where Peter Parker's... Or Andrew Garfield's Peter Parker's at its worst. Because, God. But Dane DeHaan's like an emo outsider in this... Like, he's got this... Like, the... He has the hair that Tobey Maguire has in Spider-Man 3 when he's, like, angry, black-suited Yeah, that, emo. like, fucking... It's the emo... And you're like, I'm, I'm so, like, edgy and upset and angry and I, I hate you. And I, now, I'm, now I'm Green Goblin. Like, why? How? Okay. Like, it's a mess. Yeah. The movie is a total mess. And then it ends with what I think they thought was going to be cool, of, like, Rhino's there and he's in the street, but it's a big metal suit instead of just a big muscular See, guy. See, and, that, and that's the next thing, right? And, and I got to say, it, I, try not, I try not, like, I appreciate these universes are meant to be, like, new takes on beloved heroes and they want to have their own thing. But the whole point of Rhino is that he's just a massive guy and he is in a suit. But when you make that suit, like, a, like literal tank like like yeah. he's so tiny in that suit it's not a suit it's more it's almost like the batmobile basically yeah. batmobile if you gave it legs it's like that's not the point like you could put anyone in that what's the point of having like yeah. he's not trapped in there why, why would anyone be trapped into that fucking suit yeah it's like it's unless you're right unless the setup was going to be the next one he's like what do you mean you can't get me out well then shrink yeah, it down like fuses to him or oh, something or some knows. bullshit like that who cares i mean paul giamatti didn't care either he came for a paycheck <laughs> and i respect him for it because he just went full like cartoonish russian of like i am the rhino he's like okay mate fuck yeah. it here's your hundred thousand thanks you know what you know what and i'm gonna i'm gonna lump in jamie fox with this uh jamie fox and paul giamatti definitely do the the uh what was the uh, Rahul Julia uh, fucking Adam Gomez? I have no idea. We are the actor that plays Adam Gomez in the Adam's Family Values. Uh, uh, Christopher Lloyd. No, he doesn't play Adam. He plays fucking Uncle Fester. You cock! Wow, you're so <laughs> aggressive. From it, that. He plays Bison in Street Fighter, and he knew he had cancer. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, Rahul, I know what you mean, but I can't remember. Yeah, Rahul, Julia, Rahul, Julia, something. I know what you mean. Yeah, from the anyway. Street Fighter movie. Yeah. The, what I was getting at there is in Street Fighter when he plays Bison he knew he had cancer he was just like this film's dog shit I'm just gonna chew up the scenery and, and, and I'm gonna have the best time of my life incredible. and he fucking rocks it I do feel like Jamie Foxx and to their credit Paul Giamatti were like oh man this is not a good like this is not a good film yeah. I know I'm locked in but you know what I'll fucking roll the dice and I'll make the most of it <laughs> I think it's also maybe the same with Andrew Garfield where there's certain scenes where like he, he just makes decisions that he's like what are you doing mate like why are you i don't know and, and andrew garfield's i just feel like he's just a fucking not a great actor because he's not really and, and 
I think he he did better. And it's funny. I know I'm agreeing with you. Amazing Spider-Man two is not near. It's definitely bottom, like really far down this list. I'm okay with this. And Amazing Spider-Man one's not great, but Andrew Garfield's acting in Amazing Spider-Man one. To this day, there are well, bits of his acting I remember in Amazing Spider-Man one. Let's being get like, to number seven on the list. What are you doing? Number okay, so my guess. I'm gonna. Yeah, I think you're gonna put Amazing Spider-Man number one. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Mine would gone. You, I, oh, my genuinely. I think my list. I think <laughs> this is a hot take, and I know you hate it. I genuinely would put the first Spider-Man movie down this low. What's Sam Raimi's Spider-Man as number seven? One, yeah. Well, hold on to your arse. <laughs> Because number seven on my list is The Amazing Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield. <laughs> well, what a surprise! Because here's the problem with this film. Obviously, Amazing Spider-Man 2, it's a mess. They tried to make it more cartoony and colourful. <laughs> the problem with Amazing Spider-Man is they, for some reason, didn't, at the time, watch any of the MCU movies that were out, like mm-hmm. the Iron Man's mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. They decided to watch Christopher Nolan's Batman Begins <laughs> and think, that's what we want that's to do for our do. Spider-Man. We're going to make it gritty is, and real. And- it's so dark and it's so like gritty and like tries to be so realistic to the point where Andrew Garfield's Peter Parker comes off as this like edgy I'm too cool for this douche with a skateboard he was he was definitely they definitely made the Peter Parker in that movie what studio execs would be like oh make him like you know a yeah. kid nowadays it's like yeah. oh what's a kid nowadays Coldplay skateboard just graffiti wakes up with bed hair that's just naturally like perfect <laughs> And he is the most attractive person in the entire room. But his entire school hates him. Yeah, everyone hates because he's a he's weird. He's a dark. He's Apparently. a loser for some reason. Because he like, skateboards. Andrew Garfield in this movie, as Peter Parker, is awful. Terrible. Because Terrible he's, Peter Parker. He's just, again, he's like an edgy, too cool for it, like scene kid. And you're mm. like, fuck. I would hate him if I was in that fucking movie. <laughs> I'd be like, fuck off. And then for some reason, Gwen Stacy's just like, Oh, come over to my house for dinner. Why? Like, why does that happen? So they can set up the scene between him and her father. No, who's I, the cop. I, fine. But why does it happen? 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 Why does it happen in universe? Why is she like, come around to my house for dinner? Well, because do first, they go on a date first? Well, at first he's all like awkward and like, oh, I don't know how to talk to you because I'm an awkward nerd, blah, blah, blah. Even though I'm like a fucking edgy scene kid. And then he sneaks into Oscorp. I can't remember why. Oh, he goes into the spider room. And then, yeah, he ends up in the spider room. That fucking, that fucking scene. Everything, everything about how it happens. (laughs) Hey, kid, don't go away from your group. All right, cool. Instantly goes away from the group and then just watches a guy. So that bio scanner that is apparently meant to lock the room up and you're like, oh, well, he's not getting in there. It's like a bio scanner with a fucking thumbprint and all sorts. It's like like a weird, like, hexagony Tron game or something. Draw a shape. All right, I did it. Yeah, you're in. <laughs> he's in the top secret like <laughs> spider room with and then and then and then yeah that room of just like oh what is this room or this like if you were on the tour and you finally got there like well, what is that room and you had a door gonna be like so this is the room that we put all the radioactive spiders in if you get bitten by just one of them you're gonna get spider powers so you got a whole room of them fucking whole room of them. <laughs> you, there so are so spi- many people down in the basement of oscorp that have got fucking spider powers it's insane <laughs> i mean the other thing about oscorp is it's just a producer of crazy evil scientist dudes, <laughs> apparently, because they've got a whole room downstairs of like, oh, wait till the lizard guy, and then we'll, we'll get the fucking the Dr. Octopus guy, we'll get an electric guy, we'll, we'll just fucking churn, and then Spider-Man will just fight them all. It's, we'll so, it it's so mental, it's so dumb. There's also, 
and I do remember this vividly, a uh, vaguely evil Asian man who appears for the first half Plays of the movie. Plays the same, more or less, character in Jurassic World. Yeah. So he's just there, but at least in Jurassic World, he's like the benefactor. Yeah. Cool. In this one, he's like... He's the middleman between him and Harry uh, Norman Osborn. Yeah, but then he's there, and then he gets flung off the bridge by the lizard, yes. and Spider-Man saves him. That's him. Whole movie. Well, here's the other thing this Never movie does. Never turns up again, right? The other thing this movie does is it takes... Because, of course, the defining characteristic of Spider-Man in the beginning is Uncle Ben dies, mm-hmm. great power, great responsibility, yep. and he goes out. In this movie, it's almost like they forgot that Uncle Ben's supposed to die, and they went, oh, fuck, uh, get Martin Sheen back in, because we need to film <laughs> his death scene. Martin Sheen came in for the day, they went, bang, he's dead, and he went, I guess that's good enough, let's move on now. And it's almost never thought about again, other, <laughs> other than... Spider-Man going on this Batman-like crusade to find the man who killed yep. his uncle. Marking off every blonde head car Long blonde-haired guy with sunglasses, <laughs> which apparently in New York is... <laughs> Chock-full. Is rife with sh- like shoulder-length blonde-haired guys with sunglasses stealing Absolute cars. stacks of them. But the Fucking best part up. is... Never finds him. Never catches him. <laughs> Does he not... Wait, really? It's never resolved. <laughs> He finds eight separate guys with shoulder-length blonde hair and sunglasses who steal cars, and none of them are the guy. I thought, the and last it just one never resolved. It's my, my memory. I, th- I thought the last guy was, but maybe I'm just getting all like my Tobey Maguire nope. mixed up with my Andrew Garfield. Nope. Never resolved again. The whole Uncle Ben thing feels like an afterthought. That, also, that's the bit, and this is again big memory. That's the bit I remember being like, "Oh man, this is bad acting from Andrew Garfield." When he's holding, he's cradling Uncle Ben's body, and he starts crying, and his one crying face is abysmal and looks like it's just disgusting. Especially after Tobey Maguire's crying face, oh, which Christ, is something I else. Know. But then, <laughs> almost musically, he shouts Uncle Ben twice, and that for some reason that line sticks. He goes, "Uncle Ben, Uncle Ben." <laughs> But it's like, every time I think of it, I'm like, that should be a sample in a song. Like, it's so fucking good. Uncle Ben, Uncle Ben. Into the Spider-Verse 2, that'll be like the fucking set of sunflowers. Uncle Ben, Uncle, Uncle ben. ben. Uncle Ben. Damn. You know who yeah. he is. Everything. The other thing about Amazing Spider-Man is it's a plot point by plot point retread of yeah, Sam Raimi's. Fucking, it's exa- the, it's, it, they, did, they decided to do the origin movie again. Yeah. Just and then up until the lizard stuff. Hits all the same beats. Yeah. And it's, but it's, again, they watched Batman Begins and thought, let's do dark, gritty edge. It's, that movie's insanely dark. And, and, what's, and what's really annoying about it, actually, what's really fucking dumb about Amazing Spider-Man 2 is they try and set up the whole father figure with um, Doc Connor, like with yeah. the lizard. They try and do the whole, yeah, you've lost Uncle Ben, you've lost your father, but we've got this new father figure and the whole beauty of the lizard in the comics is that he is a mentor to Spider-Man. Like the lizard has this animalistic side that is a villain, but Doc Connor is very much on the side of good and like regularly works with Spider-Man. Like they're, they're, and yeah, he's a father figure. Something Sam Raimi's films were in the works to set up. Yeah. Um, but in this one, it's just like father figure and bad guy. And then we're going to get rid of him next movie. Don't worry about lizard. It's also, yeah, it's just like, he becomes a lizard, and then he's just like, well, now everyone has to be a lizard. You're like, why? He's like, because they're better. You're like, are they though? Like, yeah, that's a real, because, yeah, actually, I never thought, because in the comics, the like the, the the talking, you know, human intelligence lizard doesn't come in for fucking ages. At the beginning, he is just an animal, and it's a counterpoint to Doc Connor's like, genius yes. intellect. He becomes a literal animal. Like, doesn't give a fuck about anything. Uncontrollable. Doesn't use... But yeah, in this one, he's like, no, I'm, I'm a lizard, and I'm also super smart, and now I want everyone to be... 
Everyone will be losers. And he does that. That's yeah. Like the more I think about it now, like, and the wait, mo- what the fuck he was does that the plan? monologuing to himself of just like they need to be lizard, lizard, this, this. And it, like that evil guy. Of, there's no one around for me to tell my plan, <laughs> so I just need to monologue about what my plan is to the camera, to and myself, I'm just like just mutter. mutter also. This sets up the whole Dennis Leary thing because he plays Gwen Stacy's dad. He yeah. dies at the end of the movie. And then it's Amazing Spider-Man 2 shows up as a moral ghost for Spider-Man <laughs> to not hang out with his daughter. And it's, again, not set up, never pays off, not explained. The, both these movies are just, here's ideas. Don't know what we're going to do with them. Anyway, see you of, later. It's kind of weird how much the Tom Holland Spider-Mans have kind of taken from the Andrew Garfield. Now that I'm thinking about it, because that whole scene with the police chief and Gwen Stacy mm. and uh, Andrew Garfield, where he's like, oh, I had Spider-Man's a menace. He's like, well, I don't know, sir. He's kind of a pretty cool guy. Is not beat for beat, but thematically very similar to when the Vulture meets yeah. Peter Parker. And Parker realizes it's the, it's the kind of the opposite, though. Like, Parker realizes he's the Vulture, but then the Vulture doesn't, and then eventually it all comes out. But it's, the, you know what I mean? Like, quite similar in, in vibe. Well, it's interesting you talk about that, because next time... Right, so I've just figured I've just figured out as well. Before you <laughs> ruin your list, <laughs> I think my list, very, very quick, because we're already two movies in, right? Yeah, we're my, have to pick up the pace. My, my list goes like this, right? And after this, we won't need to worry about guessing. You just tell me. My list goes, I think, Amazing Spider-Man 2. Then, for me, it is the... Uh, the original Spider-Man, right? Which I know is a hot take, but for me, I watched that film recently and I was like, fuck me, this film doesn't hold up. Like, there is so much wrong with it. And it's just crazy. And and like, yeah, I think if you kind of just lean into the, how crazy those movies are, fine. But I, that first one for me is a... Well, we'll get to it It's some just point. stinky. Then Amazing Spider-Man 1. Then for me, it goes, I think, Amazing Spider-Man 3. Uh, not Amazing Spider-Man 3. Spider-Man 3 with Venom and... Uh, Sandman, Sandman and, and all that shit. So those are the like my bottom of the pile, right? Okay. Then, and this is going to be the interesting bit for you, and you, I think you're going to be happy to hear this. I think Spider-Man: Far From Home is next on my list. Interesting. It's a lot lower after a rewatch recently than I there is. Like I came out of the cinema, and you can go back and listen to that episode. I came out and I was like, I fucking loved it. It was great. And I think on first watch it is, but on second watch, there's a lot that doesn't hold up. Then, what have I got left? I've got Spider-Man: Homecoming, Spider-Man Two. Spider-Verse. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think after that, it for me goes Spider-Man 2, Homecoming, and Spider-Verse top of the list. Interesting. So that's my very quick... Now, going forward, anyone... Like, when we get to it, you hear my reaction, it'll be like, oh, okay, cool, that was... We should have done that at the beginning. Yeah, it doesn't matter. We, have we ever been good at this? No, we're <laughs> terrible. That's why we quit. <laughs> well, you quit. I didn't. Uh, so yeah, we've had uh, number eight Amazing Spider-Man 2, number seven Amazing Spider-Man. At number six is Spider-Man 3. Shouldn't come as much of a surprise. Yeah. A lot of people would probably put that. Here's the thing about Spider-Man 3 and why I think a lot of people would put it at the bottom because it's so memified at this point. Yeah. It's the one everyone thinks of immediately and goes to when it comes to bad Spider-Man movies. And it, and it is funny though because for me, like I've just said, it it, it doesn't feel as bad as Spider-Man. I it, like. Yes. There's a lot wrong with it. Yes. There's a lot wrong with so it. So much wrong with it. But it is really crazy it's mad it, it's following on a trilogy and i have i had this theory and i've said this multiple multiple times the next spider-man film sam raimi would have done would have been fucking incredible yes. because it would have yes. just all yes. of the spider-man and peter parker building up to you know he becomes the hero then he loses faith as the hero then he becomes the villain before eventually rising as the hero that's your classic hero arc in pretty much every long form heroes you know like that's that's a a, a classic hero arc 
but in pretty much everything else, the what comes after that is when the writers can be like, oh, cool, we don't have to worry about Peter yeah, Parker's character, like, Spider-Man's character. Basic set, setup. So we can just go work. fucking nuts. <laughs> and that's where Spider-Man 3 was yes. ending. <laughs> Spider-Man 3... It has the benefit of the two movies before it, which mm. means we have all these established characters now. We have our established universe. So we can just kind of like, we can get in there and mess about. Unfortunately, the studio stepped in and fucked with Sam Raimi's vision because they wanted <laughs> yeah, yeah, toys, yeah. Venom, all that shit. I mean, you can tell Venom wasn't in Sam Raimi's. It was a fucking afterthought. Because it's just, it comes from nowhere. It's there for two minutes and then it's gone. But what I'll say about Spider-Man 3, the first two acts are clunky, uh, disjointed, but I think that's because of studio interference. Yeah, they're solid though. Like they, they're they still ha- they are a hell of a lot of fun. They still like, work. Like, yeah, they still work. Like all the Sandman stuff and everything it's a, with Uncle Ben, a much more emotional story that I really thought if that was the focus of the film, it could have really worked. But once the black suit happens and once Eddie Brock and Venom become one, mm-hmm. it just like that final act is like a a hard left turn. With yes, of course, Tom Hardy's Venom. It's a hard left turn with him doing the whole walking in the street, pointing <laughs> at girls. I don't think Sam Raimi told the extras how to react because every single girl acts differently when he points at them. <laughs> then there's a scene where he goes to a cafe or a, a restaurant in which Mary Jane's singing at, just fucking decks her, <laughs> which is mental. <laughs> like it, it's like Spider Man. In his, sorry, I'm like rubbing my face. You really so much, you're rubbing your temples. So much to go over, like that has, and it all kind of little builds up to the Spider-Man theory. Spider-Man was owned, not owned, but like was on Fox Kids before the animated series, right? And he was in this really weird spot where, in the comics, Spider-Man, when he got the black suit, went went violent, like he went real fucking bad. Like he he, I think, did he kill a guy? He he got to the point where he almost killed. He was like brutally maiming at the very least. And that's when Peter Parker's like, holy shit, I like have to get this off of me because yeah. I'm not me anymore. me anymore. And it's this, like, you know, it's this realization because it's a slow burner because it's multiple comics up to that point. And then in the Spider-Man cartoon, um, because they couldn't show punching or even guns in that. So it gets real fucking simplified down. Guys with bats and stuff. Like, yeah, and you never actually see a punch get thrown in the Spider-Man cartoon because uh, Fox Kids were like, no, 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 it's not allowed on our channel. So he's doing like swinging kicks So all, all he, no, he doesn't, even, I don't think there's ever a connection. I think it's anytime he fights a bad guy, they grapple. Oh, or he okay. webs them. Like, that's it, though. Uh, or it shoots little webby bullet yeah, shit. Like, yeah, but that, there's never a punch. Uh, it's always a grapple or... Which, you know, punching is Spider-Man's thing. Yeah. Like, so, like, so Spider-Man 3 came after all of that, and they had, like, they had to fit all of that history of the black suit in there, but also had this weird overhang, I think, from the Fox cartoon where it was like, ah, oh, but we can't go too crazy because it's still meant to be a 12... I mean, the whole 12A fiasco of yeah. Spider-Man anyway. still needs to be a kid's film. So you get left with this weird middle ground where he beats his fucking girlfriend but also dances and that's how they show he's gone evil like what the fuck and has the emo swept over hair dyes his hair black and he's like he's mean to everyone and he's just like but he's not mean he's just he's like a teenager (laughs) he becomes like which (laughs) peter parker is a teenager so it's the closest to where came to being a teenager nuts yeah it's, it's so weird the film it's going in a direction for so long and then I feel like the studio interfered so much that Sam Raimi was just like, do you know what? Fuck this. Fuck it. I'm not coming back to do this ever again. I'm just going to Sam Raimi the fuck out of this. Mm. And he went full off the rail Sam Raimi. <laughs> and 
yes, it's bad, and it's a shame that that's the way that trilogy yeah, ended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But looking back on it now, when I was just watching it, I like this is stupid and fun. It's it is like, like well, like where like, and I think that's why I rank it so high because and and like I've I've already said my Spider Man one goes lower than that because I don't think they knew what they were doing enough. I think they were trying a lot of different things, but they didn't have the world building, they didn't have the characters knowing enough. Where Spider Man three does all that, and it is stupid and fun. Whereas for me, rewatching that first Spider Man film. I just think it's a fucking slog, man. Oh, I don't know. Well, I mean, we'll get to. It. We'll get. We'll to get, it. To, we'll get it. to it. But yeah. I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. Like so and far, all, I'm not too also upset the, by also your the list. Fight, just the final fight scene in Spider-Man Three, where it's like, uh, so Harry Osborn is like a Green Goblin character. Well, he becomes like the new Goblin, doesn't he? Basically. Yeah, but he, he rides a surfboard, which is awful. Has a like a <laughs> laser sword. Awful. Has a weird scar. Oh, the butler comes in and goes, oh, I know everything that happens in this house. I knew your father was the green... I don't know what that voice was. Just like, I knew your father was the green goblin. It's just like, and Harry's just like, well, you knew the whole fucking time. Yeah. Say, is it? It, again, a retconny thing, I feel like. They're like, oh, fuck it. Just say the butler knew. The whole end of fight scene with the big Sandman, the Venom, mm-hmm. Mary Jane's up. Rubbish. It's so boring. It's rubbish. And then Venom just... And Eddie Brock just get blown up and Harry gets stabbed with his own surfboard. Sorry, the more I'm thinking about this, can I put my Spider-Man one higher? Because I've just remembered Willem Dafoe. Like, <laughs> like I've just remembered how much I dislike that film, but how much Willem Dafoe just claws which, so much of it. Which back. is something we're going to get to. We'll get to. <laughs> like, so, like, just thinking about it there, I'm like, yeah, man, James Franco Goblin was nuts. Oh, you know what was a great Green Goblin? Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin was so fucking good. <laughs> he was so fucking good. So next on the list. Next on your list. Number so, so five. far we've had Spider-Man Amazing two? Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man Amazing Spider-Man, 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 three, Spider-Man 3, and now we have Far From Home. Because... I Like, hey, I'm with... Like, mine got dumped... Yeah. Dunked, like, a lot lower. What I think what happened was everyone was still living off the high of Endgame. Yeah. And we're like, we have a new... This is post-Endgame. And then everyone was, like, buzzing for the next movie. And it being Spider-Man as well. Everyone's like, everyone loves Spider-Man. Spider-Man's back. Here we go. Well, I went to the cinema. I remember watching that movie. Yes, I was drunk when I watched it, (laughs) but I still remember most of it. (laughs) But I also realised that when I rewatched it this year, I was like, I'd never seen this scene before because I was (laughs) at the toilet because I drank so much. That movie is so joyless, I feel. It's just, and I get yeah. why, because it's come off of Endgame, Iron Man's dead, Peter Parker's like trying to figure out, again, it's like, do I want to be an Avenger? I don't care if you want to be an Avenger. Oh, I don't want to be neighbours. I want to go to Europe. All the Europe stuff he is wants, Yeah, like, I just want to fucking be a regular kid for a bit. Yeah, I hate it all. Like... It's like, I'm doing the high school shit. I hate it. It's joyless. The whole time he's in Europe and just like cutting about Italy and stuff. And is it, Yeah, it's Venice and stuff. Venice. And just like, bleh. And then... It's not until oh, when would it be? I I like so I think my take on it after the rewatch was like the beginning s- does suck balls. Like the beginning is you're right, kind of just so fucking like just it just feels like it's kind of treading water and it's setting up all the post Endgame Iron Man shit and all of that stuff's kind of like ah. And you're right at the time I think I was a lot more invested, but after the rewatch I'm kind of like it, it, once Endgame done I was like ah, I kind of just would happy with it finishing there like so you get it all but then when and like the bits i do like of far from home though is when the reveal of mysterio and like you know yeah. he's gonna be a bad guy but when he's in that bar and then he gets the glasses you're like that's peter. when the film comes together thanks peter you're doing a good thing here and he walks out and then like jake gillen sitting there and he's just this grin appears in his face and he's like great casting. we 
got it. And he like, the fucking bar comes down yep. and there's only five people. And then he does his whole monologue and you're like, like I knew that it was coming the entire time, but the way they do it was still so a like, good. nice yeah. surprise. You know, like I knew Quentin Beck was going to be the bad guy, but I was like, oh fuck, this is really good. Yeah, like, you're like, how are we going to get to him being the bad guy? Is yeah. it going to, is he going to be inspired to be the bad guy in this film, or is he already yeah, like, the, is he the, the bad guy? Like, yeah, uh, oh, fuck. When that, all of that was that's really when that movie enjoyable. comes together and alive. Yeah, I feel yeah. the only reason I was very close to putting this below Spider Man Three. <laughs> yeah, because Spider again, Spider Man Three. They said it's fun. It's it's all established. So, so yeah, okay. but it's the first act and a half of this film is it's so. A boring when he's like on the bus and the girl's like take your clothes off and they try and do the whole like oh i'm gonna tell uh, mary jane and stuff i'm like i don't that, that, care that drone sequence where he's Awful. like where he's like oh can we uh stop something stop, stop saying that story he's like do you want to execute uh jay part whatever the fuck yeah you're, jay richmond and he's like then someone's like uh no no cancel that and then he accidentally punches someone he said did you just punch me he's like do you want to cancel that e or execute and he's like no i didn't punch you and he's like no accepted and it's like yeah like fuck so iron man's almost like so iron man's borderline sentient ai yes. that he gave to a child is about to let him drone strike a bus full of children <laughs> yes. fuck off it's so like, dumb like, so <laughs> dumb and it also plays into the whole peter parker mary jane stuff in this movie of like i'm gonna tell her i love her and here and we're gonna go on a walk it, it's like it, oh it's so awkward I hate it. Yeah. I hate it, it all. It tried to do what uh, Homecoming does really well, yes. which is that teenage romance. Like, like they're teenagers, but there's a romance, but actually teenagers don't really know the meaning of romance and they just kind of fancy the fuck out of each other. And it yes. tries to kind of keep that going, but it doesn't land anywhere near as much. I do like the scene where she's like, yeah, well, I know what you're going to tell me. And he's like, you do? And she's like, yeah, you're Spider-Man. And he gets all flustered, right? I kind of like that because then he's on the back foot and it's enjoyable. And it changes the dynamic. The di yeah. yeah. And then he's like, fuck, I didn't think, you know, she's like, wait, you actually asked? But and I was like, oh, it's cool that she just bluffed. <laughs> like, yeah. There's a few moments that are really nice in it, but. Zendaya's, or Zendaya is great casting. Yeah. Zendaya's the fucking, I mean, she's. Uh, on the flip side of the coin of stop casting Dane DeHaan, put Zendaya in fucking everything. <laughs> Throw it in. <laughs> I love her kind of sarky, like, see, she does the whole edgy, I don't care thing well, because yeah. it plays off of Peter Parker's, like, kind of Naive. wide-eyed naivety of, like, yeah, yeah I like, love everything. Yeah. But yeah, the, the final act and everything, like, the whole Mephisto stuff, when, like, uh, he tricks Peter Mysterio. Parker. I've just got Mephisto <laughs> on the mind, you know? He's got fisted on the brain, yeah, and You know boy. what I'm doing later tonight? Yeah, the whole Mysterio stuff, when, like, he does the whole illusions and fucks yeah, Peter yeah. Parker and he's in the snow globe and everything. And I was like, this is fucking amazing. The, all those scenes are fucking great. And, and, and I really like the fact you watch Mysterio. Like, you know, he's crazy at the beginning, but you actually just watch him go. You like, you literally watch the power go to his head, which yes. is a nice cat. So you don't watch him. Like he's not crazy and stays that level. He ramps up the crazy and it's not unwarranted. Like he ramps up the crazy because he suddenly realizes, Oh, cool. I actually can do whatever the fuck I want. I have the glasses and I have a team. And I know I said we're all... And it's that, that moment, which I fucking love, was when he's like, it's us. We are a group. And then later on when he's like, turn off the fucking thing. And they're like, are you sure? That's like dangerous. He's like, I said turn it off. <laughs> yeah. Get my cloak ready. Yep. And you realize that he... like, And everyone in the room realizes, like, oh, shit. Head. He's... He's crazy. Like, fuck, we're working for... This was meant to be like a little bit of petty revenge. But we're actually working for a madman. Yeah. And Jake Gyllenhaal <laughs> plays it so well. Oh, Such good so, casting. So good. So, so good. And then like the whole stuff of like like Spider-Man be 
being beat down, has to come back, gets on the plane with yeah, them, with happy, the happy, builds his suit, has all that kind of stuff. The final act, happy, like tries to throw the shield and it's like, how did Cap do it? And like, yeah. and there's it, some nice like fucking fan servicey bits. Like, and- it's a good like way to end the movie, and it comes together in the end, thankfully. And then of course. The best thing about the entire movie is J. Jordan Jameson, J.K. Simmons is back. Yeah. Someone we will be talking cool. about soon because holy <laughs> fuck, he might be the best thing about every single Spider-Man movie. It's I'm so glad he's back. I, and we talked about this off mic, um, over text. Like, shout out and, and fair play, and I do really, really like this. When you rewatch that movie, I like that there's a lot in there to pick up the second watch, yes. right? If you know yes. what's going to happen, you can pick out the Mysterio bad guys watching Peter in the, the group the entire time. Yes. Um, there's a lot of that. But the thing that I love the most, the one thing they've put in there, which is, I think, brilliant. Um, Sam Jackson's portrayal of Nick Fury, which isn't actually Nick Fury. It's actually Sam Jackson's portrayal of Ben Mendelsohn's Skrull playing what he thinks Nick Fury yes. is to S.H.I.E.L.D., is great because you watch it the first time and I remember in the cinema being a bit like, oh man, Nick Fury, like he's doing Nick Fury, but he seems a bit off. It kind of, yeah, like off, like the Sam Jackson just not care anymore. And then the reveal happens and I'm like, oh shit. So you rewatch it. It is a perfect portrayal yes. of a Nick Fury that the scrolls think is Nick Fury. Like it's, it's over the top and kind of under baked in some area like it's just this perfect mix and i was like that's good that's yeah, real fucking good it's someone doing a performance of what they think someone is like and not always hitting the mark yeah type yeah, of yeah, thing. yeah yeah like it's so good it's so good because it's yeah i don't want to fucking go on about that forever but it, when you if you rewatch it guys that fucking performance is dynamite it's played so well and now next on our list okay so we have what do we got left you got spider-man 2 spider-man 1 you got homecoming and spider-verse uh-huh. So number four on the list is Spider-Man. Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. So far, our lists haven't been that different. Not too crazy. I'm I'm like, I can't... At this point, I'm like, you know what? I don't think anything you can say is going to piss me off too much. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, (laughs) Sam Raimi's first Spider-Man still fucking holds up. It fucking doesn't. It absolutely does. (laughs) But with with, with some of these caveats, it is... It's hokey. It's sloppy. Yep. Some of the lines of dialogue are like, <laughs> just, like the opening of the movie, uh, Tobey Maguire, Peter Parker's like voiceover of just, it's oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. bad. <laughs> I was like, I remember sitting down like, here we go. I'm going to prove Gary wrong. This is going to be great. <laughs> and then I, I press play and it starts with that opening monologue. I went, oh fuck, I might be in trouble here. Because <laughs> I was just like, ooh, this is, this is not good. Like, it's just the way it's written is bad. The way yeah. it's delivered is bad. Isn't it? What's the, the opening monologue is him being like, I'm like a regular guy. Yeah, and there's the girl that I love. Hey, I'm but- Peter Parker. You may wonder how I got here type of shit. And then it's like, and there's the girl I really love. Yeah. But that's not me next to her. And it's like, oh my God, who wrote, like, yes, who thought this so was a good intro? Bad. <laughs> but it, it's of the times as well, yeah, it's weirdly. Sh- it's, it's good, schlocky Sam Raimi yeah. for 2004. Also, <laughs> they had no blueprint to run off of. This is Sam Raimi <laughs> it, it, being it, like. It and that's credit where credit is due. He went in trying something, trying it, like, fairly new. In fact, Pretty much, like, because had we had X Men yet, or did X Men come after? I feel like we had X Men afterwards. We had Blade, though. 
Yeah, the Blade's a whole fucking Blade different. was a whole different beast. It's like, <laughs> holy fuck. That movie opens with a blood shower, like, dance scene. This, this movie opens with, hey, I'm Peter Parker, yeah. and blah, blah. And I'm chasing a bus, and hey, stop the bus, and it gets on. It's just like... That, but, like, that imagine being a bus driver in America. Being, being that like, awful I to, mean, a, like, oh, to a 35-year-old man chasing after your bus. <laughs> imagine that. Uh, I know I'm meant to drive these kids to school, but I really fucking hate that kid. You know that one yes. kid that sits and doesn't say anything to anyone because he's clearly already a fucking loser. I'm going to make his life worse. Also, the kid to eating the jam donut or I guess if you're American, <laughs> jelly donut and it, all the jam just goes bleh out of the donut. You're like, mate, have you never eaten a donut before? What the fuck oh, are you that doing? film is filled with so many pieces of like iconic cinema. I like of a like iconography of yeah like like a seed of someone biting a donut and it comes out the other side to show how gross he is and it's like that has no bearing on anything yes. you just put it in because it's you know what it feels like that film it feels like what joss whedon makes now yes like, like he like he knows all the things that make a movie but you don't need to put them all in but he's just gonna cram them in there I'm he's surprised gonna every fucking one in there because the way joss whedon works i'm surprised there wasn't a scene where a guy fell into a woman's breast because yeah it's just like <laughs> Josh Whedon loves doing that every movie. But you're not wrong. Like it's surprising that that didn't happen at some point. Like it's. But now what we have to talk about is is this, the good. This 35 year old. Well, I want to talk about Tobey Maguire's portrayal of Peter Parker slash <laughs> okay. Spider Man. Yeah. Because Andrew Garfield, a terrible Peter Parker, a decent Spider Man. We'll talk about Holland more when we get to Homecoming. Mm-hmm. But Tobey Maguire looks like he's 35 year old man. <laughs> is in high school. I want to say he does. Maybe the best Peter Parker. It's him and Tom Holland are obviously because they tried different approaches. Yeah, like, but I think Tom, I think Peter Parker does dorky loser. He does Peter do Parker best very well, Tobey Maguire, and it and it's he's got the face for it as well. Yeah, he's he's so fucking smackable. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> that entire that entire trilogy. Anytime he's on yes. screen, being his like. Oh, hey, MJ, I just wanted to give you this little box of chocolates. You're like, fucking just shut the fuck up, Tobey Maguire. so good as Peter Parker. I'm <laughs> just like, down and out, like, loser, getting, like, pushed around and mm-hmm. but, all but that stuff. Counterintuitively, and it's a problem, he never stops being that for three films. Yes. When he is Spider-Man, he's still like, oh, yeah. I'm still, like, dorky and sad. You're like, no, you're, spi- you're I mean, Spider-Man. He, you're meant to be fucking he awesome. He has a couple now. of moments, like, when he's going up against Doc Ock or something. He'll have, like, a good one-liner. But His one-liners do suck ass as well. Also, the other problem I've realized is all anytime he's in the Spider-Man suit, all of his ADR to his voice because his jawline doesn't move. His head is just this stable. He looks like a mannequin talking. I'm just like, hey, MJ. And it's just like, there's no movement. And I'm just like, it's weird. Anytime he talks and the mask doesn't move, it makes me uncomfortable. There's a lot of that in those, uh, that, especially that Spider-Man one. There is so many just gla- like you rewatch it. And I know it's a fucking meme, but that scene where he's uh, swinging yeah. with Mary Jane, and it's, it's, spi- it's a mannequin. It's an actual mannequin. And Mary, they've just put fucking Kirsten Dunst wrapped around it. And it's like, it's so you, why can you get anyone? Didn't have to be Tobey Maguire, but put get someone fucking, in the suit. Get like John the key grip guy in <laughs> and just fucking like put him in the suit and stand them there. It's crazy. It's Again, Sam Raimi... This movie, Sam Raimi, <laughs> is great. It's schlocky, it's hokey. I want to talk about the scene where Green Goblin shows up at the big balloon festival yep. thing. And they have, uh, I can't remember the, the singer's name, uh, like, uh, 
I don't know, but they have like an actual singer and she's like doing a song and stuff and everyone's walking around and Peter Parker's taking pictures and you've got Harry and Mary yeah. Jane up in the Oh, the in the little thing. board of directors yeah. and the Green Goblin. The balcony that's fucking 19,000 <laughs> stories high. It's the highest thing I've ever seen in my life and they've got big balloons and then like, and then the Green Goblin comes in. And he throws that bomb that blasts through skin yes clothes but not bones not bone and not any of the rock surrounding it no just organic matter to a point it's sam raimi's <laughs> evil dead perfection of just like <laughs> ah like skeleton the skeleton even go ah and then like fall apart it's incredible and the way green goblin like the laugh that fucking willem dafoe does willem like yeah like willem, dafoe, about, willem dafoe holds that film together willem dafoe and jk simmons are this jk simmons movie. is great as well he's, simmons, not, he's underutilizing that first. he's still great but he's not in it enough true like, he's good fun in that first one but, but he's not he, in enough and both one two not as much three i guess three as well with the whole like take the shaking desk buzzer thing he's like, uh, it's like take your pills uh, not those ones <laughs> I laughed out loud every single time J.K. Simmons was on. Screen. He is he's really good. He, he is just, incredible. He got and he's got the character down. He's like that's Spider Manus. The bit where he, <laughs> the bit where he's wearing the Spider Man suit in Spider Man Two. Well, it's like a deleted scene. Is that a deleted scene? Yeah. I thought I was in there. No, it's not in there. Did I just look at that? Did I watch that afterwards? Yeah, no, that explains that then. But yeah, he is like. Some of his lines of just like, you're fired, get out. And then he walks up, where are you going? Come back. I want these things. And he's like, he's so good. And it's cool when he doesn't sell out Spider-Man. Um, when the Green Goblin's like, yeah, you get Spider-Man's photos. And it's like, you know, the whole time he's meant to be like, that's ah, Spider-Menace. But he's actually just like a softie and he really likes. And does like, it kind of implies he knows that Spider-Man's Peter Parker or Peter Parker's Spider-Man. Yeah. But he doesn't outright say it. You know what I mean? He's just, he's so incredible but and then the best performance Willem Dafoe's I'm Green something Goblin of a scientist myself it's just like everything he does in that film is just it's we're it's, gonna go back to formula it's two thing it's like two moves beyond what it needs to be and it's great like there's the scene where he's getting <laughs> strapped into like uh, the machine for the first time and it comes down and he goes, oh, it's cold. Yeah. And it's, like, it's so unnecessary. <laughs> and it's just like, you don't expect your big villain to go, like, oh, it's cold. I love and it as like, well because when you watch that film, like that scene and he's like, oh, it's cold. And you watch it and it's like, they're not even, they're so fucking far away from his skin. It's yeah, like not, <laughs> nowhere near him. And then like, and he's sitting in that suit or he's sitting in the like the smoky machine thing. He's going, just like, just fucking shaking his life out. Like he's going to have shaking baby syndrome. He's going to, die it's gonna be mental <laughs> and then he jumps out and does a whole like a cat thing and then like jumps and like it cuts to black and like the laughing that like the kind of joker as she laugh and like when he's in the suit and he's like i've got this voice now it's i'm so the good. great he's just like whoa you're going for it it's great and I it love is great it. and he, he plays the villain very very well and it's good for, and when he's got peter parker in his house and he's doing dinner and it's like yes there's just a lot there is just a lot. Like, Willem Dafoe is a lot to like in that movie. I mean, there's literally a scene where he's caught Spider-Man. He has him on top of a roof tied up. And there's, like, this be great thing. And he just kind of, like, falls down leaning next to it and goes, Hey, that's Spider-Man. And at no point decides to, like, could rip the mask off and be like, I know you are. He's like, yeah, we can be friends and stuff. And then fucks off. And just like... And then, of course, the finale to the film is great where it gives him that moral conundrum of save the girls, save the yeah. kids. He saves them both, Green Goblin fucks them. You mess with one of us, you mess with all of us. And they're throwing bricks and fucking pipes because it's New York and they're mental. 
and then they have the most violent fight <laughs> out of nowhere in an abandoned castle where Peter Parker or Spider-Man or Tobey Maguire just gets fucked up yep. and it's, it's slow motion like blah, 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 blah. like it's it's bizarre it's really weird choices in the end it of that just song. becomes so bloody and violent and <laughs> like and it's messed up and then Willem Dafoe's death of just like killing himself it's great the movie and then I, again again though again Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man I, I don't know if it's going to get into the episode or not but he is a fucking lunatic Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man is like J. Jonah Jameson, like the Spider Menace. That is actual Tobey Maguire's Peter Parker. He doesn't, he one doesn't understand murder's bad, which we spoke about. For anyone, if it doesn't get into the episode, a very quick recap. When he kills the fucking guy that killed Uncle Ben, he tells Aunt May quite proudly, Oh, I got him. And Aunt May's like, That's not good. And he also like, tells oh, him yeah. many years later. Oh, yeah, shit. Um, and then in, yeah, when he fucking lets the Green Goblin die, like he fucking has got spider sense and he could have done. And something yes <laughs> also toby Maguire's spider-man and all of them are bad for it tom holland's spider-man's bad for it and andrew garfield's spider-man's bad for it but toby Maguire's spider-man is the worst at keeping his identity secret <laughs> from anyone ever yeah, yeah because yeah. they're like the scene in the school when he's fighting flash and he's just jumping around and he's doing all oh, this yeah, shit fucking doesn't give a shit like and then he's just like his mask is off all the Constantly. fucking time. And obviously like Spider-Man 2 and like uh, an entire yeah, train careful. of people see him. He's a hero. <laughs> he's just like, and he's just running around doing Spider-Man shit all the time. All and the I'm time. just like, doesn't give a fuck. How do you have, I, I, I at least like in the Tom Holland ones in the MCU, they've kind of been like, ah, we're kind of, yeah, we're not, we've done the whole, I am Iron Man thing. You know, like who gives a shit really? Like his aunt May knows, happy knows, Ned just knows, MJ like, knows, like they all fucking know anyone that matters knows. And that way we can not have to worry about I it. I just love how quickly everyone finds all the time. Everyone finds out Harry finds out in the second one. Doc Ock finds out. It's a problem in superhero films though. Cause it, like it, 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 a genuine issue. Um, it's fucking justice league movie, which I rewatched recently as well. The Snyder cut. I say oh. recently, it was a couple of years ago, not oh. years, months, but um, at one point in that Snyder cut, I'm 90% sure Aquaman just shouts like, oh, yeah, you're Bruce Wayne, the Batman, to an entire village full of people. Yep. Amy Adams is constantly fucking saying like, Clark, 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 Clark Kent Police from the Daily Planet. Police officers all over the place. <laughs> all like, all Clark, over come back. Joke. And I'm sure Alfred names Batman as well in front of someone at one um, point. Bruce oh, no, Bruce. Batman, when he's trying to fucking like scare the guy to summon the parademon, because just names Alfred. And then the bad guy's yes. like, is like, it doesn't happen. But yeah, surely the bad guy be like, Wait, Alfred? Like, who the fuck are you talking to? <laughs> like, like, who says Alfred? There's like, no <laughs> attempt to fucking hide. Anyway, right, we need to move on because we yeah. are spending a lot of time on these yeah. movies. I you mean, I'm enjoying this. Uh, so yeah, I'm enjoying you. Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. Mm. Next mm -hmm. up, number three on the list. You look... I look... No, I'm sorry, I didn't think you were listening. Well, what, what did you say? You look good. Okay, thank you. That's not true, but thank you. Uh, number three on the list is Homecoming. Okay, I can see that. Yeah. I know what's going to be number one and I'm okay with it. Or do you? If it's not Spider-Man, <laughs> I'm going to get up. You're you. just going to leave. I just walk out. out. Well, everyone, that's bye the bye. end. That truly is the end of the Man <laughs> Movie podcast. Uh, yeah, okay, Homecoming. Homecoming. I remember watching it in the cinema and being like, I don't give two fucks about this high school drama shit. I rewatched it again some point this year. I still don't give two fucks about the high school drama shit. Uh, but... Tom Hall's incredible casting. Yeah. The dynamic between him and Ned, great. Yep. My, uh, 
what's his name? Michael Keaton Michael as Vulture. Vulture. Fucking phenomenal. Outstanding. <clears throat> so good. And then having Iron Man there as his like Uncle Benish like his father figure character, his father figure. Great. Everything about the movie just works. It just it's a great and I know you were saying you don't give a shit about the high school drama thing, but I think the reason that it all comes together and it holds together so fucking well is because it does it leans into that high school drama and We've spoken about this plenty of times before on the podcast, but the the scene and it fucks me off that they they had to explain the joke so fucking obviously they can't like when he's going through the backyard and it's doing the Ferris Bueller bit, mm. and then it pans out and you see him go. He does like three gardens, and I was like, oh sick yeah, Ferris Bueller, this is great. And then it shows you the clip from Ferris Bueller, and it's like, look, if in case you didn't know, there's yeah. the reference, and it's a bit like, oh. but like it's channeling that Ferris Bueller, like eighties high school energy the whole film and yeah. i fucking love it for that obviously what i'll say is i don't care about the high school drama stuff but i understand i'm, not, I'm, I'm understanding i understand I and accept why it's there yeah, and i yeah. get why it has because it, he's your friendly neighborhood teenage spider-man and he looks like a teenager he doesn't look a 35 year old man <laughs> or a 20 29 year old uh, edgy dick yeah he actually looks like he looks apart i kid. he looks like he's meant to be at high school and and you know what when you're in high school that shit's important you know what i mean like it does a good job of being like this shit is important to kids like but it's also again with we can never get the balance tom holland is a really good peter parker don't think he's a great spider-man mm. I, th- I think he's just too dorky and i, I just, think he's a good spider i my my, my only gripe with him as a spider-man because i think they've they've nailed they're getting there it's you're right actually he's not a hundred percent perfect but they're getting awful and far from home they're getting there not awful but he's pretty naff and i far think from the home. problem is that when he's quipping as spider-man it never feels like he's committed to his quips like no. his one-liners don't feel like it always feels like he's gonna he's saying the one line like oh watch out i, I don't i don't like bullets either which i know I, sorry guys i'm not good at quipping i'm not spider-man <laughs> fuck off <laughs> But my my point you're being so like, aggressive to the people. <laughs> what if they're listening? They're idiots. Wow! Uh, no, you're not. I love you. <laughs> but my point being, like, when he says that line, like, I'm not bullets aren't my favorite. Whatever. It doesn't sound like he's saying it like, like he means it. He always sounds like he's saying it, and it's kind of like it's just oh, something. But, pop- but I'm sorry, I didn't mean to yeah, say it that. Popped into his head, and he's just kind of like, ah, uh, you know, yeah. It doesn't, doesn't feel like a like a straight solid quip. Though one of the things Homecoming also has that far from far from home has, which I find annoying. Which is that Spider-Man doesn't feel like he's getting to be Spider-Man. Because mm-hmm. there's always this bigger... Because it's the MCU, obviously, and this yeah. is film 49 out of yeah, 60. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it has to be this bigger thing. So in Homecoming, it's all about, when am I going to be Avenger? Yeah. When's Tony going to make me the Avenger? I want to be the Avenger. Fuck the neighborhood. I want to be an Avenger. I'm going to go out of the neighborhood and do Avenger things. And I'm like, just for one... And of course, with No Way Home... There's no chance he's going to do any friendly neighborhood Spider-Man but stuff. It's just like, just let him be Homecoming, Spider-Man. I like it. Homecoming, I'm like, you know what? I get it. He's a kid. He's looking at the Avengers. They're his fucking heroes, and he wants to be one of them. And he, and when he gets his chance in Civil War, and then it like kind of bleeds in, yeah. he's like trying to... And the message of the film where he's like, he learns that actually... Like you know, the whole the whole point of that is if you True, if you can't yes. if you can't be Spider Man without the suit, you can't be Spider Man. And it's the bigger message. If you can't be Spider Man without being an Avenger, you can't like you have to you have to learn you how to, to be yourself start, yeah first Drake said can... it start from the bottom and now we're here exactly <laughs> however you're right in far from home it is lost it that like it's completely yeah. lost in the entire mcu build up like bigger thing i like it in homecoming i don't think it lands anywhere in in far from home yeah i i can accept it and 
again with homecoming i can accept what they're doing yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. go along with it. it's just personally what i kind of would have preferred with far from home it's like after endgame they needed to roll it back yeah, and just yeah, fucking yeah. stick him in that neighborhood and do something that isn't traveling across europe yeah Ugh, who wants to do that uh, me, yeah actually sure. i would love to do that but yeah <laughs> yeah homecoming and then of course the best thing about homecoming is michael keaton's voice is it's fucking great it's just the moment that's even when you know it's coming you're like that that just can the, walk the, up to the, it the tension when he's in the back of the car so good and michael keaton hasn't figured it out yet and you're just watching it and you're like is he going to say something to fuck him up like holy shit is he going to learn here he's going to learn in a bit and then it clicks and there's that fucking amazing scene where Michael Keaton like looks at him in the rear view mirror, mirror and they lock eyes and you're just like, and, and you see it in some Holland like, fuck he knows. And you're like, oh, yeah, it's, it's so, so good. good. And, and that's where- And what does he, and, and then that whole speech actually where he's like, look, Pedro, I don't want to fucking hurt you. Yeah. My daughter likes you and you seem like a good kid. So let's just fucking- yes. out, Stay out my way. Stay out my way. Let's we'll have bygones no be bygones. We'll have no issues, and and then that dilemma that Tom Holland has of like, but I'm a good guy, and you're doing just stealing. You're being a bad. You know what I mean? I like him. And I like him going a lot. And one of the best things about that finale is that he's got. He'd had the big powerful suit, and it's mm-hmm. got all the gadgets and all this kind of stuff. And Kill then when mode. it gets to the end, he take it all away, and he's just in like a hoodie and a like, left with his sweats, yeah, fucking and web he, swingers, and, and his shitty yeah, and just pajama suit, his abilities, and he just he <laughs> does it, and it's so good, and it ends great, and it's it's setting up a sinister six, but in a way of like, hey, we're gonna have Scorpion over here, yeah, yeah, yeah. we've got Electro over here, we've got Vulture over there. We'll see what happens. We'll yeah. get there, mate. It's not just like, let's walk down to this room where we have all of the Sinister Six things ready to go. So like it's bad. a fucking it's Amazon warehouse. Spider-Man. So bad. Yeah, cause, like, I, they don't set anyone else up, do they? They set up Vulture and Scorpion. And I guess Electro? Yeah, because the guy with the gauntlet things. Oh, no, but that's Shocker. Shocker, sorry. That's a different hero, pal. I don't, Electro, Shocker, who cares? It's. I, I mean, I, I do. Well, that's the Spider-Man. Reading Spider-Man knowledgeable person, you know? <laughs> And then, of course, we might have uh, Alfred Mulaney's uh, Doc Ock from Spider-Man 2. Let's talk about that at the end. Let's finish the list, and then we'll have a very quick talk about what we're thinking. We could probably talk about Alfred Mulaney's Doc Ock now, because number two in the list is Spider-Man 2. It made it! It made it! Number one's a Spider-Verse! What a great fucking... Did you see that fucking wee transition-y thing I did there as well? It was good. It was good. I've still got the podcast chops. (laughs) Uh, Here's the thing about Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 2. We many people talk about sequels. You've got your Terminator twos. You've got your your two towers. You've got Aliens. Everyone mm-hmm. talks. What are what are really good sequels? No one talks about Matrix Reloaded. Why would they? <laughs> Fuck that new Matrix movie. By the way, I just don't want it. Um, <laughs> Spider Man two is up there as one. Empire Strikes Back. Can't believe I didn't say that one. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Spider Man two is up there. It's with, one of the, it, it trumps. It it's, is it's the best. A like, perfect. Sequel sequel it takes everything that it's built up in the first one it develops it it puts her characters in places that don't that feel like progression progression and it has one of the best movie villains and i will stand by this now alfred bellina's doc ock is fucking amazing the the, even though he's weirdly not in the movie that much the path for that character the arc that it goes on and how it goes against peters and the kind of friendship they have so good and Everything about that movie is so good. You you probably noticed from my list, like after the rewatch, it's a lot higher. Like I think my my words before were Spider Man one and three are shit, and Spider Man two gets a <laughs> passing grade. And I will retract that, and I will edit it slightly to Spider Man one and three are shit, and Spider Man two is still a <sighs> Spider Man one movie. is so good. It's <laughs> Spider. 
I'll even if say Spider-Man watch, 3's no, good. You know what? I'm going to fucking say it now. If you watch Spider-Man 1 as a standalone movie. Yep. Holy shit. Good. No, good. no. If you watch that film and you had no knowledge that Spider-Man 2 and 3 were coming out today, if you watch that film today and you just good. left it at that, you'd be like, oof, Willem Dafoe. Yeah, it, if it came in, out today. Willem yeah. Dafoe put in a shift, but holy hell. Here's the thing I'll say about- Holy hell. In fact, I'll save what I'm going to say for when we get to the next film. But yeah, Spider-Man 2, like where Peter Parker's at, the stuff with him and Mary Jane, like- yeah. Struggling with the, the whole "Am I going to be Spider-Man or do am I, I going to be Peter Parker?" Like, starting to lose his powers, which like a really interesting aspect to bring into. It. I know that's from the comics and stuff. Cause oh, they, it's cool. It's they really have the actual cool. like suit hanging out of the bin type of stuff. Everything with J. Jonah Jameson, astonishing, <laughs> incredible. The the fight on the train, so good. Yeah, everything like his face when he's trying to stop the train, <laughs> not yeah. good. It's similar to his crying face when Uncle Ben dies in the first one. I've never even talked about like a bone saws, really. Bones Randy Savage in there. Great. <laughs> Bruce Campbell in all of these films. I I wanna say his cameo in either two or three are my favourite. Two's the French restaurant? Three's French restaurant. Three's French restaurant. Two is what he's like the the guy at the door for Oh the doorman. He's and the like doorman's he walks the in and he's like the door fix the tie the doorman and he finally gets out. Can I help you? He's like, Oh yeah, I'm here to see the show. He's like, Yeah, you're not coming in. But after everything, he's like, Yeah, you can fuck off. Sam Raimi, Bruce Campbell, best connection. But Spider Man two also has an incredible out of nowhere horror scene where the arms come alive. Oh fuck! Uh, that that scene is pure Evil Dead. It's amazing. It's lit. It's quite literally. Yes. Quite literally, Evil Dead set in a lab. Like it, it's. And Sam Raimi took that and snuck it into a twelve A superhero film that came out in what two thousand six or something. Seven, six. And it's just like, it's amazing. It's crazy. And the stuff. And it's so early in the film. It's like yeah. a fucking. Is it the opening scene? No, it's like it's after Doc Ock's like had his big son thing blow up. It's quite. And his, his wife has weird. died. And yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, he's in the hospital, and then like, weird. I've in my head, like, I'm like that's quite early. Everything about it—the right. editing, the camera work, just the shadow, the lighting, because they use so much lighting mm-hmm. and shadowing to hide the the violence that's happening. It's just so good. And the most mental thing is, I watched Spider-Man two, and I got emotional. What I got, I kind of welled up at moments because it's so effective with its characters, what it yeah. does, and where it puts Peter Parker and his struggles between. I'm in love with this woman. I can't be with her. And I have these responsibilities. And when he stops being Spider-Man, he's like, do you know what? Life is great. And he's yep. doing great at uni. And it's like, his relationships College. are good. College? Uni? Ah, whatever the Americans are doing over there, those crazy cats. <laughs> crazy kids. I can get vaccinated, guys. And it's just like, <laughs> and it's just like, it's it's so emotionally, it just works like yeah. for that yeah, character. Yeah, yeah. And it's, then- it's- it's. I think you're right. I think it just it does everything a sequel's meant to do, and it does it incredibly well. And and it feels like they had a destination. I think. I think yes. a big problem for me with the first Spider-Man, why I do rate it so low, is it feels like you like you said, they don't have a blueprint to work on. And I think it really fucking shows in Spider-Man One. Yeah. And it really feels like they were just like, well, we'll just do it, and then it will end, and that's we we have no need to continue this. And then when the studio yeah. and everyone was like, we fucking loved it. Can we get another one? He was like, all right, cool. I can do that, and maybe I'll even hint, you know, leave it open for like. You know what I mean? Like the whole thing is yeah. built in a way that it feels like it's going to be continued rather than the way it feels. Yeah, it's like for the first one, the studio were like, "Hey, Sam, go make this movie for us." Yeah. He went, "Okay," and they were like, "See you later." And he came back and went, "Here it is," and it did more pretty well. And they're like, "Ah, oh, fuck it, give, give us a second one, Sam." People seem to like that. So then he fires that second one, does so fucking well, mm-hmm. and then they go, 
hold on, we've got something here. Yeah, yeah. Give us a third one. Do a third. And, and you know what? We'll, we'll we want in. Yeah, we'll we'll take over this we one, need, Sam. We need help. Because clearly you need our help now, even though you've done it twice already. We need to get involved so yeah. we can get the McDonald's packed lunch fucking <laughs> happy meal toys out there. And Sam's just like, hold on, no, like I've got all these ideas for a fourth one. Sam, calm down, calm down. We, we are Sony. We have such masterpieces as insert. <laughs> Think of it's give me Sony some. Movie. Can anyone think of something Sony Locking has done out. well? <laughs> yeah, Spider-Man Two, outstanding. It is good. However, and let's just counterbalance it with the the small. No wait, Spider-Man. I was about to moan about Venom, but we've already done that. Ignore me. Are you Spider-Man really Two, good. Spider-Man Two, good. Uh, and obviously, number one on the list. It couldn't not be anything else. But what is? And I think everyone will has to agree with us. The best Spider-Man movie. Ever made come out ever? It's phenomenal. It's Spider-Man into the Spider Verse. It got in my top ten list of all time movies because I fucking man, I I didn't think anything from like recent years yeah. was going to make that list, and then that film came out. And I was like, holy shit, that's incredible! I didn't think any superhero film was going to get on the list because I like I enjoy these films, yeah. but they're they're just dumb. But yeah. that film came out, and I love the Dark Knight and stuff. It's like I probably never put on my top ten, top of, all 10 time. of all time. Like, but no, it fucking made its way in there. It's fucking great. I remember, like, it's such a good fucking movie. You've watched that a lot. You've got. I like, have. I fucking. It, I haven't bought a film in years because I'm like, hey, I'm on Netflix or Amazon. I'll fucking steal it if I want to. Um, Please don't steal movies. Please support movies. Rent and buy them. Absolutely, get a fucking cinema card. Pay for cinema tickets, but. If it comes down to it, you want to watch a film and Amazon's asking for a six pound to buy it and you know it's going to come on rental in the next six months, just fucking steal it. Or wait and be responsible. Fuck that. Anyway, my point being, I haven't paid for a movie bar my subscriptions to fucking various things in years. And then that film came out and I was like, I'm buying it so I can watch it whenever the fuck I want because that film is incredible. It's a masterpiece. Yes. I would I would happily give it the word masterpiece from front to back that movie sets up deals with explores and pays off everything everything it, it does down. but here's one thing i will say that don't do it sam raimi's spider-man had to walk so that end of the spider-verse could run <laughs> that is what i will say that's okay because that's fair that's very because in the spider-verse is an amalgamation of all these different attempts at spider-man to mm-hmm. become what this is like they even like reference all of the other Spider-Man movies in this one, they have the scene where he comes out of the shop and he's like dancing and from Spider-Man. Yeah, they, 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 it's, it's, it's like it's set in a weird, I know it's all kind of just as jokes, but it's kind of set in a weird place because it's technically set in the Spider-Man, the Sony Spider-Man universe. Because yes. the Spider-Man at the beginning in End of the Spider-Verse is Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. Yes. They've just changed, they've made him blonde, presumably to avoid a lawsuit. But, it is. That is him. Yeah. It has to be him because it, he talks about shit that happens in Spider-Man and 3. <laughs> with it being animated, it can it, it can get away with it. it. It gets away with it. And on top of that, on top of it being animated, it gets to do that, like, the thing that comics and animated things can do when they put in a fight scene, which is take it to that next level of just madness, you know? Yeah. Like, you don't... All of a sudden, you don't need to worry about gravity. And when you don't worry about gravity, it's fine because it's a cartoon. So if things don't move the way that I know they move because I live in the real world, that's okay. You know what I mean? Like you try and Plus, do that in a live action setting. Yeah, exactly. It, it never works because your brain, no matter no matter how much the movie tells you like, yeah, look, this is a live action film, but gravity is different. When you see someone hit a wall and then take a second to drop, your brain's like, but that's not how that works. You know what I mean? No like, matter how much Ang Lee 
with his movie The Hulk tried. <laughs> you can't... It, just trying to make a comic book into live action... I mean, I guess the closest would be Edgar Wright, Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. The closest, like, live totally. action comic book. But even that, it, it, like, it, it holds... It's weird, because you're right, but even that holds true to... Anytime someone hits a wall or falls, it holds true to gravity. Gravity is such a weird thing in cinema. Like, if you fuck with what people's perception of gravity is, you will ruin scenes. Like, entire moments. Lord of the Rings 2 is a prime example of this, when Legolas slopes down the fucking yes. elephant's trunk. And that scene that's, should... Well, that's Return of the King. Was that Return of the King? We don't Apologies. want Ryan to come and find Apologies. you and shout at you. Like, that film... Sh- like, that scene should be fucking awesome. But because Legolas doesn't adhere to gravity, even though it's set in a fantastic setting, your brain yeah. instantly is just like, reject, I don't... Whatever I've just witnessed, I would like to fucking purge from my brain. It's like everything that Neo does in the Matrix Reloaded and Matrix Revolutions. Yeah. Like, I know it's a, a made a makeup a make <laughs> words. I know it's a, a made up digital world. Yeah, but still, just like when he's doing the Superman-y like bad CGI, it's just like when, when if things don't move the way that we know they move in a live action setting, your brain rejects it. And Spider Verse got over that by just being like, "Fuck it, we're doing animated." And it's and it's and it where Spider Man belongs, I think, because it's just it's just so beautiful to look at. It has mm-hmm. the kind of splashy comic booky like arty stuff just like happening, like when the spider comes down the first time and like gets Miles Morales and stuff, and like just the colors that kind of explode from it. But more than any of that. It's one of the most emotionally resonant films you can watch. Holy shit. And you know this about me. And Audio Boy, my flatmate, also knows this about me. I'm not an animated movie watcher person. I don't mm-hmm. connect with animated movies. They don't work for me. Seldom do I, like, maybe The Iron Giant or, like, The Lion King, the original, not the fucking live action, John Fandle <laughs> disaster. Like, some of these movies connect to me, but for the most time, I'm just like, I don't feel anything because yeah, I know it's an anime is... thing. But for Far From Into the Spider-Verse, sitting in that cinema... First off, just being like, holy fuck, I can't believe how good this is. But by the end of the film, when I'm in fucking tears, yeah. when his holy shit. uncle, the prowler, uncle Aaron, and the whole uncle thing happens, I was just like, and he's sitting in his room and his dad's at the other side door just chapping like, hey champ, how you doing and stuff. I'm just like, holy fuck. I was just fucking done. I was and like, this is amazing. Kind of following on that emotional thing. Like it's one thing that I love. And I think it's the, if you, if you're going to make a movie and you want to have a villain, what every film should try and do, unless you're doing a horror movie where you have evil incarnate, right? Because that's a whole different kettle of fish. Lucifer Saffin? Yeah. It, like, I mean, that's actually a prime example when it doesn't work when you do it. You know what I mean? Like, um, if you're trying to make a real world villain, you need to give your villain, um, you need to make them, what's the word? Uh, almost relatable. Yeah. And that's why Thanos works. It's why usually the good Bond villains work because you're kind of like, you're evil and mad, but I kind of see where you're coming from. That's why Vulture works. That's why, why Vulture Darth fucking was Vader incredible. Works. Um, yeah, Darth from Vader. Breaking Bad. Like. So it's why all, yeah, fucking all these characters work. And then you have Kingpin. So even though you've got the Prowler who's the bad yes. guy, you have Kingpin oh, in Spider-Verse. Yes. And you're like, Kingpin up to this point, I think for the vast majority of people that just like Spider-Man casually, and I, that sounds like such a dickhead thing to say, and I apologize. I mean, you've been fucking going at the audience all day today, so... <laughs> Not surprised. <laughs> like if you, you know, if you're a casual Spider-Man, King's Spider-Man's point is just this vague, gigantic man yeah. who is evil. And in this movie, you've got him doing all that stuff, and then it reveals, and it's like, no, actually, he's just trying to get back to his family because yeah. they died, and, and he, they died because of a mistake he made. 
And that's why the whole films come together in the first place. And it's suddenly you've got this villain. You're like, oh man, that's so, like, oh, I, I, I want to hate you because you're Kingpin, but fuck, I, yeah, like, fuck, that's brutal. He and has, like, sorry. Yeah. I'd look at me gush. And, and then when Spider-Man in that fight is like, I know why you're doing this. And you know, he knows because he's just lost uncle. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you're like, oh, it's so fucking good, Gavin. It's so fucking yeah. good, Gavin. It's. It's one of the best origin stories for a superhero as well ever with Miles Morales. Of just like the way it plays out. Yeah. And doing and they did such a good thing with it. Rather than being like, here's Peter Parker, it's like we you know it. Yep. We're not gonna fucking bother with Peter Parker. Yes, Even a- the intros where it's like, yeah, and then we did this, we did that. I'm not gonna talk too much about this. Anyway, here's me today. I got wrecked. And then instead of it being Peter Parker, it's like, and here's Miles Morales and here's his, like, you know, it's different. And then also interestingly, having Spider-Man slash Peter Parker as the father figure to an extent for yeah, yeah, yeah. Miles Morales also with his, his other father figure being his actual father of course but just like it's playing <laughs> off of those like he's your yeah your mentor father figure and then you're just your father figure for being a and, decent human being and like you have a disconnect with your actual like and it's so it's like it's brilliant because you have an actual disconnect with your actual father and you're struggling to relate and even talk to him mm. and yet this guy comes in and you're like having a full blown relationship with him like, oh, there's just so much to love in that film the color, the music, the emotion, the characters, the writing, everything. Everything just came together in that movie so perfectly. And and to to introduce the multiverse in such a crazy fucking way and do it in a way that just fucking works. Like, I it doesn't feel... I feel like that was the movie that, to get away with it. Yeah, it's it's crazy, though. Like, it's such a massive thing in the MCU, in, in, not even the MCU, but in the Marvel Universe to, like, land on people. And just to do it in an hour and a half, hour 40 minutes, just be like, yeah, look. Also, the, that's what it is. The other Spider-Mans they brought in were so vastly different. Yeah, like, and having, they, they, they had to, and it was so yeah. good that they were. Nicolas got, Cage is the noir. noir Spider-Man. You got the uh, Penny Parker for the anime one. Spider-Ham. Voiced like, by fit, John Mulaney. Fitting Spider-Ham into a movie is just a testament when he brings a cartoon hammer and just fucking like, like the fact it works works so well oh, and then uh, Gwen Stacy as well but Spider Gwen Spider like, Gwen it, it's just uh, Gavin I just can, I could talk about that movie for so fucking long I mean yeah when it, when it came to writing this list uh, even before I'd watched every single film number one was into Spider-Verse and I just knew in my head nothing even when I rewatched Spider-Man 2 I'm like this movie's so good like it made me kind of really emotional and well up I love it it's such a perfect sequel but I just knew it's nothing to what Into the Spider-Verse achieves yeah. and what it does no you're, t- it's you're like it's, yeah it's, it's, it's into this into this into the Spider-Verse is a fucking masterclass of, and like not just in a Spider-Man setting, it is actual just a just masterclass some, in as storytelling. A movie. Just yeah. as a movie, as storytelling, yes. Like if you don't like Spider-Man, watch Into the Spider-Verse because it's incredible. Like, and it's so approachable as well. You don't, yeah. if you even if you haven't seen any of the other Spider-Man movies, sure you won't get some of the references. But like you say, from a storytelling aspect and a character aspect, it'll just pull you in, and you'll just be there it's and you'll great. be with it. It's phenomenal. Now. When they try to do the sequel into Spider Verse Two, they have such high expectations. It's real, like, impossible I'm, expectations. I'm so excited for that movie, but at the same time, it, you're right. I, it, there's no way in hell it's gonna. It's impossible. I, I mean, if it if it withholds a frac, what's good is if it withholds a fraction of what the original did, it's still gonna be a great film. Yes. But yeah, you're right. It, it's going to be so difficult for them to surpass it or even match it. To be honest, it's going to be such a difficult thing. 
And then the other thing is, of course, this December we have Spider-Man Far From Home, which is from the first trailer, we're going to have Alfred Molina's Doc Ock. We're going to have... Um, Hello, Peter. We're going to have... Um, Sandman's in it. Electro looks like he's in it. Yeah, we're also going to have Green Goblin. We don't... Is, I, didn't, I didn't think that was... Oh, no, yeah, there's the bomb. Lo- the but then it bomb. could be James Franco's Green Goblin because he uses knows. the same one, but then he's been cancelled, so probably not. I... Talking very quickly, a little, little end of episode chat about this new movie. For the longest time, I was excited about the multiverse coming into the MCU. Yeah. And if you go back and listen to all the episodes of Meandering Movie Podcast, you'll probably hear me talk about it repeatedly, about how I'm buzzing for them to crack it open. And I think their handling of it has ruined my excitement because much like Thor Ragnarok, mm. where they released it and everyone knew the Hulk was in it, it just kind of sucked all the enjoyment out because it was, it, it was this film and they had this big twist and I've said it before, if you watch Thor Ragnarok, the whole movie treats it like it's going to be a surprise, but it's not a surprise because everyone knows it's the fucking yeah. Hulk. You're all waiting for it. So we have this film coming out in December and I'm I'm sitting here and my brain's just telling me, why, why be excited? Because you know these characters are in it. You pretty much know what's going to happen. But they could do the whole classic Marvel thing of they troll you in the trailer and the things that happen don't actually happen. Maybe Alfred Molina's not in it whatsoever. Genuinely, 100%, I would actually prefer that. I, I kind of, or flip side of it, and I, I my my theory on it is it's actually going to be a very short portion of the film. Yeah. It's going to be the 10 minute boss fight near the end. And it'll be... Him and Doctor Strange. You know, the majority of the film will be him and Doctor Strange maybe traveling through multiverses, maybe. But for the most part, the spell going wrong. Endgame style of like, we're in New York for 10 minutes and we're in in Dark World for 10 minutes. My my theory, yeah, it's either going to be that or it's going to be them fucking up the spell. Peter Parker dealing with the ramifications of that in his own universe. And then in the 10 minutes at the end it's all going to go to shit. Portals are going to open up. Everyone's going to get sucked into this universe. He'll fight 10 bad guys for yeah. 10 minutes and then they'll all get fucked off back to their own universes. But whatever way it is, and I'm so sad to be saying it, but I genuinely am not that in, like excited to be... I'm, I'm genuinely not that excited for this new Spider-Man to come out. I mean, you know me. Uh, yeah, that, in fact, before I say what I was going to say, for you, that's a big thing. That's because fucking huge. as we run through this list of films... The one reason I wanted to do this with you is because of how much you love Spider-Man. I'll go see, final words for me, I'm going to go see uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. I'm hoping I will be pleasantly surprised. surprised. Currently, as Gavin has said, as a huge Spider-Man fanboy, and as a lover of these films, I am not excited, and I'm so upset about that. Um, But I'm hoping I'll get pleasantly, yeah. I hope I'll be be the opposite of disappointed. I mean, yeah, for me... uh, I didn't intend to rewatch all the Spider-Man movies and lead up to Far From Home. It just happened by chance. <laughs> I'm glad I did it because I had actual fun rewatching all these movies again because I've not seen some of them in forever. Yeah. But me being me, and if you've ever listened to this podcast, you know what I'm like. Miserable. Just, um, yeah, I'm a miserable bastard. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but when it comes to the MCU at this point and movies post-Endgame, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care about the MCU anymore. I don't care about new movies. They did what I wanted. I got my end. I'm looking forward to... No Way Home, I think. Not really. I don't care. I'll watch it, and then maybe we'll do a podcast. We'll come back. We might. I'm up for that. Guys, thank you so much for listening. It's been fun to be back. The Meandering Movie Podcast has come back. I don't know when it'll be back again. Uh, This was just an idea that I had. I want to get Gary in. If more ideas come to me, I'll get the boys back in. We'll record more, hopefully. This was not going to be a week-to-week thing again. This will be a whenever-we-want-to thing again. Uh, So, yeah, I want to thank everyone... uh, 
since this podcast ended, who's come up to me and been like, uh, hey, when's your podcast coming back? I really enjoyed it. Uh, thank you. You've kept me uh, sane and happy for knowing that this podcast uh, worked for so many people. I only wish it was the same for the people who recorded it with me. So one day, maybe this podcast will go back to the way it should be. But in the meantime, this has been the Demanding Movie Podcast. You have been Gary Copeland. Hello, I'm Gary. I have been... Fuck it, Big Daddy Gav. I'm back. He's back. I'm baby. back, baby. Uh, and thank you so much for listening. Thank we'll you, guys. You. It's been good fun. We'll see you soon. We'll speak to you shortly. Hopefully. Flip, 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 flip. I'm going to go piss. It's meandering movies listening to Gary Ryan and Gavin. It's all about films, but goes off course. Will there be arguments? Of course, because everyone knows their lives are dull and they have nothing else to talk about.